Hey everybody, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 42 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My co-hosts are Will Leach and Tony Waller. It has been a while since we recorded an episode. I suppose you could consider this the off-season for us, but it is good to be back in front of the microphone. So in this episode, the three of us give a recap on the University of Georgia's spring football game. Will, our resident MLB expert, helps explain the good, the bad, and the ugly behind the makings of the Braves' historically bad 2016 season. And towards the end of the episode, Will and Tony jump into English Premier League soccer, for those of you who are interested in that kind of thing. So welcome back, thanks for joining us, and I hope you enjoy episode 42. First thing I'd like to do is ask how long has it been? It was pre. It was, no, it was March Madness. It's, no, it's time for us to do our apology because we actually did do one of these. Before, yeah, before yes, the did. spring day. We I'll, did I'll take the blame. Well, no, there's no blame. We're no one's blaming anyone. But uh, uh, we did do a podcast mm-hmm. uh, previewing the spring game, uh, and I remember one thing. Y'all, I would like to say is not the case, but is the case. I remember one of our major topics of conversation was, well, obviously they're not going to get. The how was it? Was ninety three K day? Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Is it ninety three K? It was the number. Something like that. It was ninety three. Yeah, yeah, we were both. Oh, I was they're like thinking, no way, I'm no way 80. they get ninety three K. Yeah, no way they get ninety three K. But I can confirm that I, I went with my son and got there at. You know, we were around a little bit and got there right before. I remember everyone was walking in. There's also a little moment where the podcast goes quiet it's because we're posing for a picture. Twitter, um, Twitter pictures. Twitter pictures. And um, don't – I hope that – anyway, um, the point is uh, I got there right as uh, one of – I thought about 10 minutes before the game started and figured I'd just go up to the 600 level. And people were crammed into the aisles. It was full all the way to the very top. It was more than full. And oh, was, yeah. I was – Starting to worry, like, hey, fire marshal bill. There's no yeah. question. <laughs> Frankly, there's no question. I'm surprised we've not actually heard more about this because I, I, there were no ushers. Ninety up there. day. It was it ninety days for the. Uh, yeah, ninety days on the thing now. Yeah. yeah, there were no ushers up there. There was no staff up there. There was no things. I don't think any of them were really expecting right. there to really be that many people. And it was, I will say, it was also very hot, as you may remember. It was. The sun came right down on. It was. We stayed for about half of the first quarter. I have to say it was it was really unpleasant <laughs> to be entirely honest and and uh, it was my first one of these. I'm not saying we'll get into the into the game itself, but I think the experience of it. Obviously, it's a big success. Obviously, it's a great success that they got that many people. But I think the proof that UGA did not think they were actually going to get this many people was the fact there was literally no staff up there. There were uh, when you went up to the top. I think one concession was open. It was just a mess up because I don't think they were. They just weren't. They said they were prepared and they said it was going to be like a regular game day. It was absolutely not like a regular game right. day up there. We got in about fifteen minutes before we came on the three hundred level where we normally come in there um, gate six. And I walked out and I was like, you know, there's still seats down low. The six hundred level is still mostly open. So we said, let's just walk down to our normal seats. You know, we normally mm-hmm. sit in one twenty one. Went down there. There was you know there was seven or eight of us, and we found we had to. You know, encourage someone to that. Yeah, there's really going to be enough people here. You should move your feet off the seat. <laughs> right. uh, but beyond that, it went fine. And and I started looking. I was like, my God, this thing's filling mm-hmm. up. Yeah. The upper deck's filling up. The upper deck's over full. The experience down low though was fine. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Well, I there think was, there were probably there was, there was yeah. everything was open. And I think that does lend itself. I think I think they they thought the eighty thousand was probably going to be the max yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, you know, but 
I Which is also it's impressive. impressive. It's, it's really impressive. Georgia fans showed up. Yeah. I think it was it was great for the recruits. It was great for the for the players, frankly, to, to go out yeah. and you know practice yeah. <laughs> in yeah. front of uh, in front of that many people. And you know, it's not you, you know re- putting Rich Rod aside or whatever you want to do. What he says about spring games, um, it's a neat little bump for the program to get that kind of publicity. It just. Whether you like it or not, whether you oh. hate it or not, it's a, it's a good bump. Well, yeah. I, I mean, Athens was on fire. Athens was waiting for this. It's just an excuse to get together, tailgate. I know we did. You know, we had a All huge day. spread. We All enjoyed day. walking. We had friends come up saying, like, hey, can we come up there? Right. Yeah, come on. And, you know, we stayed for about a quarter. And then I kind of looked around. Yeah. My daughter is, like, fainting. Oh, yeah. And, and to be fair, yeah. by the beginning of the second quarter, the 600 level was very open again. Was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't look up yeah. after, yeah, after was, halftime. It was very yeah. open again by that. It was I, ca- I guess kind of like a bell curve. Before. Yeah, I think people, everyone understood that, like, hey, we did it. We all showed this. Exactly. Great. But then it was the, the timely. I mean, if just because... I mean, people were crammed into the aisles. Yeah. Like, there was no... Was we, really, you, okay. we, wow. we could not leave if we wanted to until people started filing. That's what I mean about... Like, listen, obviously the game is a great thing. I don't, I don't want to get us down on it. I'm not trying to be a bummer about the game. Because it's obviously great that that many people showed up. But I don't think there's any question they were not expecting that up there. And there were a couple of times where I thought, you know, if something... Goes like, down. If something goes down... My, I can't get out of here. <laughs> and that, that was, and there was, and there was nobody up there to keep law, really, yeah. in case it came to that. Because, okay. and, I, and which is great, which is obviously great. But I will say, uh, next year I'll, I'll, uh, I'll show up either a lot earlier uh, or stay in the three hundred section or or not go. Is yeah. it not feasible to sell tickets, Scott? Yeah, yeah I think that's probably or next. to print that's tickets. Probably next. It's probably next. Yeah, probably is next. So. We'll see. We'll but see. This is, listen. There was six months of publicity, or having right, months of publicity, right, right. saying everybody come, everybody come, everybody and they come, did. and they did, and that's great. But you know, and I, listen, hardcore fans probably got. A lot, we certainly have, have to talk about Eason in that game a little bit. Hardcore fans got a lot of things to take out of that. However, is the experience of that now that a bunch of people have gone to that and have not gone before? It won't happen again. You do, will they be like, oh, we have to go to this no. every year? No. I no. have to say, I, I, I probably won't go again. No. And listen, I watched the second half. I walked home, watched the second half on ESPNU, and it was fine. Yeah. And it was, it was a good enough experience, and it was cool, and I got to have a better idea of what was going on anyway. Well, now that we've talked about the theater, let, let's do talk about the play a little bit. Yes, yes. Because um, I thought, you know, for a practice, and it was extremely well monitored, um, it's hard not to be impressed watching Jacob Eason throw a football, isn't it? Yeah. Am I wrong about that? It's like it's not. I'm not. You can you can tell he's doing well, and people are excited because every time Kirby talks about him, uh-huh. he's like, "Trust me, he's doing bad stuff." In yeah, nothing's going right. He's totally trying yeah. to like play it down yeah. because obviously people are excited. Well, what was the throw that he made? There was one that was just perfect. Oh, back so shoulder to eighty six. Yeah, Riley Ridley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a beautiful. Yeah, I thought it was Justice Scott Wesley for a minute, and then yeah, you know, well, not even yeah. Pour a little out for homies. But he did. But, he, he connected well with uh, Isaac Nauda, number 18, true freshman. Well, you know, the, the thing is, is that if you look, looked at, and we got a good look at, we got, you know, probably 20 passes out of Ramsey and um, Grayson uh, Lambert, and then we got... Is that his name? That who we're talking about? <laughs> I, have some, I, 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 I feel like I've seen him before. Some, some guy. Vangley. Some guy went to Virginia. Vangley. Yeah, that's uh, right. He's going to be the same. And then we got 30-something throws out of Eason, and... It, there is no comparison as far as the arm strength goes. Yes. I mean, it's just it is it really is a difference in quality and quantity when you watch him throw the ball. Now that still doesn't change, and I think I think part of what you're hearing from 
from Kirby Smart, and if Jim Cheney were to ever be allowed to talk to the media, he would say the same thing. It's like it's a, it's one thing to throw the ball; it's another thing to know where to throw it every time when you have uh, all SEC linebacker coming and blocked off the corner. That's right. And and it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, the good news is we won't be playing one of those guys. We'll be playing um, uh, Gene Chizik led defense with. <laughs> To be fair, another, another fair point would be that we've also seen what Grayson Lambert does uh, in that uh, spot. That's, and, that's, you true. Know, that's true. And I think that that's, that to me is, uh, while I'm certain that they're correct in saying he makes a lot of bad throws, and it's a different thing when they're coming at you like that, and listen, Grayson is a known commodity, and that all of those things are true. But I know what the Grayson commodity is. He's a record setter. And uh, yes, he is. He is. He is. A, he was a, he is a, a small sample size record setter. But yes. he did only have one interception last year, didn't he? Well, I mean, yeah, I think that's. I think it's something that's, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It's something bad. that makes Mark Rick smile a lot. Yeah. And um, which leads me to my next point, which is why I think uh, Ray guy, Ray guy, uh, finalist watch list. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no T, Bryce Ramsey. But Tone Valton. No, sorry, right, sorry, 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 you're right. Sorry. Too soon, Will. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be starting against North Carolina. That's, I mean, you that's think it's sitting, Ramsey. I'm sitting you think here, it's I'm sitting here in May. Really? You think Look, Ramsey? we got a lot, we have a lot of, lot of stuff to go through, but you know, why not? I, 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 I think part of, I think part of what makes me think that is that when you look at the three quarterbacks and the, and the one that is, I don't know. The, the one, if you were to say, which one combines um, the right combination of a little bit of swagger, which I think Jim Chaney will want to see with um, with a, a, probably a little more talent and ball presence, and that's Ramsey. Um, now, by no means, so I think Ramsey's going to finish the season starter. I could be wrong. I mean, you know, Jackie Beeson could start. Jackie Beeson could redshirt. But <laughs> if I had to, you were to put me in a corner right now, I'd say Ramsey's going to start against North Carolina. Um, that, that's a hot take, and it was that. born on the island of Krakatoa, but <laughs> yeah. or wherever the hot takes are born. That was funny. That's, Just that's as long funny. as he doesn't pull the whole Urban Meyer thing last year, where he was trying to play musical quarterbacks like right up into the five minutes before kickoff of or the first good. game. Or yeah, or, well, yeah. Listen, or, as or, long or. as no one just randomly for no reason switches the quarterback right before the most right. pivotal game of the year, yeah. that changes the whole, <laughs> and, the then, whole and then run the wrong offense. Yeah, and then it runs and changes the whole administration's oh. viewpoint on everything that's going on, uh, which is nothing that happened. We should run the spread with Eason. Yeah, exactly. But just switch it right before the Florida game. Wow. Uh, anyway, moving on. That's too soon. There's yeah. your too soon. That's the too um, soon. But yeah. I, and you know that's an interesting thing. I, I'm curious the way the schedule works out. If there's something to be said for if you can listen, it's worth noting this North Carolina team is not. We'll get into this. Obviously, we have many podcasts to talk about before we get to that game. This is not last year's North Carolina. No, team. no, Marcus Williams is gone. Yeah. And uh, it's just not. And and that is a winnable game. With an average quarterback, yeah, we're nine and a half point favorites, right? Yeah, four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half, four and a half nine, point favorite. That was nine. Okay, and um, but that make four and a half makes more sense than nine. It does. That's why I thought it was <laughs> nine seems awfully high. Yeah. I think I read nines on uh, uh, facts I just made up on site. But you, you just doubled it. Yeah, and, and some. And um, <laughs> but yeah, so you know the the question is of course. Is an average quarterback, is Ramsey your league average quarterback? Is enough to win you the game? Maybe, but of course, the other argument that you could make is. If you think you can get away with Eason, if you think you're good enough to win that game, even if Eason makes a couple mistakes, you get that one out of the way, get the Nickel State game in there to get, get, yeah. get going a little bit. Because let's say you play Ramsey in that game, you lose. Then the get Eason into the game and Nickel State game is already out of control uh, going into that. Whereas I feel like, I, I don't know, I just, I've seen, listen, 
one of the things that we talked about all last year was, and specifically I talked about all last year, was this team is as excited as we were about it, just didn't have a quarterback. And now we have all did this excitement and all this stuff moving forward, and now we have the same two quarterbacks. Did we keep recordings from last year? Because I, I want to disavow. Yeah, I certainly want to disavow that Alabama forget. No, I think I'm the only one that picked Alabama. You okay. are the only one that picked Alabama. SoundCloud has them, iTunes has them, and I have them on my hard drive. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, you said that a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, no that, that was Skype. That, that was Skype. Skype. We're going to no. blame Skype for that. Skype. Um, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. The, uh, probably the X factor for me is um, you, you want to be careful, I guess, is the right way of putting it. I mean, Jacob Easton could be very well the guy that you put out there and he'll shake it off. I mean, he could be a Matt Stafford type. He could be a Christian Hackenberg type. Right. NFL quarterback. Did he get drafted? He did. Uh, Who? Jets. Chris and Hackenberg. Jets? Jets. Yeah. What Georgia player went to the Jets? Is it Theus? No, Theus went to San Francisco. I think there's a Georgia player uh, yes, that went to the Jets. Yes, I'm embarrassed to say. It's Justin, not Keith Marshall. Justin Scott Wesley went to the Patriots. Marshall. Bears? No, that's Floyd. That's Floyd. He's <laughs> Wilbur. Marshall well, went Wilbur. to the Redskins. <laughs> yeah. He went to the Redskins. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Um, either way. Um, I like to ask questions that the readership can look up right. the, while we're well, homework, yeah. so they can yell at us. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Washington, you idiots. Yeah. 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 Um, my original point was that I think it really depends on the mental makeup. I, I don't disagree with you. I think I think Georgia football 2016 is in a little bit of a weird place. The schedule sets up fairly nicely. It does. Um, uh, almost a year late. Uh, almost a year late. <laughs> but um, so you do have the – I guess luxury, um, especially with North Carolina looking like they're going to be a little bit of regression to the mean for North Carolina, <clears throat> to to take a chance of getting Eason game reps against a Power 5 conference team in a big environment and seeing what happens. Um, you know, I, there is a little precedent for this 2006, I guess, when Matt Stafford was a freshman. You know, we, we sent out Joe T. He got hurt. Uh, the Joe Cox miracle game uh, after Stafford started against Colorado. Um, which kind of was high point Joe Cox's career up to that point, maybe maybe after. Um, no, I love the ginger ninja. I can't say that. Um, so the, but you know that's there. There's a little precedent for the for a hot young, you know, super arm quarterback who, um, frankly, I, you know, I think I think a little depends on how the the coaches approaches what they want what how they view 2016. Too. Yeah, well, it's it's also worth noting too because it's weird because. One thing I've generally noticed at least a little bit with, with Kirby and the staff so far, this is not a – I mean, they're like Alabama. They're not a we're rolling our chips to the middle of the table and yeah, see what happens see what type happens. of crew. Yeah. And that is a role – starting Easton in North Carolina is a roll your chips to the middle of the table. Kind but of but is it if, if he's got the makeup for it? If he's got the makeup for it, but yeah. But, I mean, even then, this is definitely the coaches have that, that will – and no one's going to get over. It feels like no one's going to get overly excited about anything, which is generally yeah. good. Yeah, it's not which bad. Is generally good. Which is but, why I think it might be Ramsey. Yeah, but to me, that's to me that is. I just I don't can't really watch those guys play quarterback anymore. <laughs> like I realize like, I just I don't <laughs> so like bad, watch them. Yeah. Like you know, I'm not wrong, right? Like come no, on, it's hard to watch. How frustrating uh, they really were. Except right? South Carolina game last year that was amazing. Yeah, because South Carolina. How did South Carolina turn out last year? <laughs> well, Mark, they did beat North Carolina. Yeah, it basically true. put that's Steve Spurrier in a retirement. Actually, actually, they kept North Carolina. Oh, that's the nuclear option. option. Right. That's right. Yeah, they did. Being the nuclear option. Yeah, yeah. So, so. and it's a miserable game. That's the first game of the year last year. Poor loss for Steve Spurrier. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, I think uh, was it Williams threw three picks in the end zone last year, 
against South yeah, Carolina. It was a yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a oh, it was every time he every time he touched the every other time he touched the ball, he was yeah. throwing throwing a, a pass in the end zone. Brilliant. Brilliant. So just to recap, and I think we just covered this. UNC lost before they lost to Clemson. They had lost one game. And it was that South Carolina, Carolana Carolana game. That because that next amazing. week they killed season. Illinois. Next yeah. week they killed Illinois. Yeah, because I predict Illinois was like, oh, yeah. this. Uh, so did they have the greatest football, uh, basketball, collegiate season last year? I mean, one of them because UNC and the the final two Certainly basketball. Last year, last year, I mean, yes. yeah. I mean, well, Villanova football didn't do anything. Yeah. Right. But but in the past, like Florida, UCLA's won. Uh, Florida's won them both before. I yeah, Ohio State's won the championship. I think in '89, Michigan. Won the final four they definitely won and basketball. then did yeah. very they won well. Basketball yeah, they yeah. Illinois in the final yeah. in football. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, while we're on North Carolina, and we have my brief Lovey Smith moment, North Carolina's first two <laughs> Seg- games this year. That's what you call a segue. North Carolina's segue. first two games this year are the game time for the second game was just set because their first game. Curious, by the way, who do you, what time do you think they'll play? You have a second game? game? No, the first game. They get the the Georgia North Carolina game. The Georgia Dome. Like what time do you think that game? Is that three thirty game? You think? Three thirty or four? Yeah, have they? they haven't. I'm, I'm asking. Uh, there's a Dallas game that night. I would yeah. think. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be early to mid afternoon. Um, Not a night game. No. No, unless something really weird happens because Alabama. No, LSU, you know, LSU plays Wisconsin. in Green Bay. In Green Bay, that's right. That's, uh, right. that's the same night. Is there an early game? game? There's a game yeah. at, at Jerry World. Do uh, I, so we I only had the internet. I want to say, um, <laughs> I want to say Arkansas and Texas A&M play the opening weekend. Is that right? No, Arkansas, and Texas, maybe. No, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. I think you guys no. just guess for a little bit. Okay. Everybody yell at you. Yeah, I think it, no, I, I do. I think yeah. it's Arkansas, Texas A&M, like in Houston or something. Well, I know like South Carolina's not playing because they'll, they'll start on a Thursday night. Um, Who are they playing? Vanderbilt. If I had to guess, I don't know. Yeah, on a coach. Maybe so. boom. Am I? I think I'm right. Will. I'm looking. Yeah, Will's looking. I have no idea who Obama plays. Just keep, just keep guessing. Uh, so either way, Texas and uh, Notre Dame play. Oklahoma, Houston. That's probably not it. Arizona, BYU is probably not it. No, that'll be a late game. For why Michigan? No. (laughs) Rutgers, Washington. Oh, Alabama, Uh, USC. Oh, hello. Yeah, Alabama, USC. Wow, South Carolina and Alabama. Jerry World. At Jerry World? Yeah, so that'll be the night. Yeah, that's an Alabama. Alabama. That's your 8 o'clock game. Well, you didn't yell at me. You weren't listening. Game. I said South Carolina and Alabama. No. Yeah, that's Alabama. the wrong USC? Right, wrong USC. Wrong USC. Yeah. Wrong the real USC. USC. But anyway, so the second game, North Carolina's second game is a, I'll just start time for last night, is at, is at 7.30 the next week that's at Keenan. Memorial Stadium. Oh, Memorial. Because they only lost at North Carolina last year. So this year it's North Carolina at Are you going? I'm not going. Uh, I'm not going just because I believe uh, I believe there is a uh, certain wife of mine has a class reunion. Ah, oh, we are not going to that. We're not going to class reunion. No, we're gonna we're gonna nix that. No. Oh wait a minute, you're the same class. Class reunion. Well, oh Jennifer and um, Alexa didn't go to the same high school. They went to the right. same elementary school. Right. Oh. Okay, well. she, she didn't go. To I'm not going to either. So yeah. Alexa went to Brooks. So. Yeah, but so yes, I'll be missing that. Okay, but right. other than that, that'll uh, be fun. So you're missing Nichols State too. Yes, I'm missing uh, missing Nickel State. I'm but you sure. are going to Ole Miss, isn't that? Oh, I think I'm going to go to Georgia. I mean, I'm going to go to Georgia. I'm gonna, we we all just will discuss later. Okay. Yeah. Georgia, North Carolina. Uh, um, yeah, I'm probably going to the that. situation yeah. with that. But uh, yeah, I'm going. To, I think we discussed this in the podcast that we didn't get to. But I will be uh, going to Georgia Ole Miss this year. We oh, already no. have the Airbnb all set up. Yep. And we're very excited. Going so, going as well. I won't be there. We actually might take an RV. We're oh, working on a plan to take an RV. Um, yeah, you know our, you know my friend, our friend Jim that helps Hellgate. Of course, keep on RV because 
Yeah, it doesn't have one. We does now. And uh, it's a good, uh, it's a good, better reason. So it's, it's actually one park, it's one. actually parked in my house, and it is. Um, <laughs> it's just a li- driving. It makes me feel a lot like they must feel like to fly the space shuttle on final approach. Yeah. It must be, <laughs> has to be because it's. <laughs> but that's the the that's what we're thinking right now. Take the RV, um, and we're going to we'll always go to Lexington because but, uh, Lexington. Yeah. I will miss George George Florida. I think yeah. we talked about that. And yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. little. Still, still, kind of my my counselor and I are still talking about that. My I'm therapist. I'm I'm still excited. We talk about the schedule. I'm excited about the schedule. The way it does. If you can beat North Carolina, I mean, really, three of your four toughest games are in the first month. Yeah, you've got North yeah. Carolina, then obviously Nickel State, and then <laughs> um, and then you've got at Missouri and at Mississippi. Mm-hmm. If you can go even three and one, if you can split those two road games and beat North Carolina. Well, I mean, this is a way too early season. Wait, wait, you're, you're talking like maybe it's an iffy situation with Missouri and Ole Miss. Missouri is going to be know down. We have right now, like <laughs> I know, but it's, it's Missouri. It's the team I don't respect from the SEC. Yeah, the team that's beaten Georgia. Well, yeah, they beat us once, didn't they? Yeah, they beat, they've won more East titles in the last three years than Georgia has. You're you're not helping my point here. Yeah, I could. Tony, fitting the Midwest. Tony, jump in here. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there, Will. They lost to Indiana. Drop the they lost to Indiana. So. Um, um, where, where were we? We're talking yeah. about Missouri, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, listen, obviously, I think they're favorite, and I think they're probably not favorite Mississippi, though. Boy, Mississippi had a fun draft yeah. night, didn't they? Will you please get into that? Maybe <laughs> kind of give us the. There was a gas mask. Well, and Larry so the gas mask thing is fine. Like I, to me, the yeah, gas mask thing is so. fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it, that Wait, was it done, sucks that, for him. That was done to purely to embarrass him. Yeah, and, and cost him millions of dollars, yes, which yes. it actually did. Yes. but to me, that is like that sucks for him. I think we're talking about Larry Me Tunsil. Yes, and, <laughs> and and the gas mask. The the idea. What strange world we live in the year 2016, where Chris Berman is discussing the efficient ways to smoke weed on camera <laughs> during the NFL draft, and. Well, the, that wasn't even the weirdest part about it. Yeah, the weird part is what happened in the press conference after. That's why it was bad for Mississippi. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. where that's where there's more of a news story, where basically Tunsil seemed to admit. No, 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 no. He didn't seem to admit. Let's, he didn't. Let's go to the transcript. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Right yes, here. yes, yes. Rustle the papers. So, would, you be, would, you, would it be safe to say that you took money from a coach? Yes. Yes. Yes, it would seem that way. Cue Jimmy Sexton's minion walking in, grabbing him, <laughs> carrying him to a back room, and yelling at him about how how many yes. islands he just calls Jimmy Sexton. Certainly not a good, a, certainly a good night for my Arizona Cardinals getting in, in DJ. We're very yeah. happy to get yes. to that. Yes. that. That was one Mississippi story that turned out well, but uh, yes, so that far, was not so far, good. yeah, so far. Well, hey, listen, if we can handle the Honey Badger, we can handle him just fine. Yeah, that's a fair point. Just don't put it in the same hotel room. So, well, because Larry Tunsil was in the hotel room with Kim Tichy in Atlanta. And Kim Tichy thought the best way out was through a window. But I mean, it is worth noting, you know, it is worth noting, uh, my old friend Tommy Craggs wrote a uh, great piece about this for Slate uh, right after the draft, pointing out the complete and total hypocrisy of the NFL's viewpoint about weed. Oh, yes. And the idea that, the idea, like, it, the idea that this, Tunsil, like, does not have a history of, like, he doesn't have, like, a domestic violence history. He doesn't have, like, this big long arrest history. He's a college kid that smoked weed. Yeah. He's a college yeah. kid that smoked weed. Yeah. Like, not me or you or anyone else in this room, obviously. I've read your books, Will. But some college kids have, <laughs> have been known to smoke weed in the past. And the idea that the NFL, who, I, if you think there are not coaches that are regularly smoking weed, particularly when, in states in which it is legal. Con Payton. 
Yeah, and yes, in states in which it is legal to uh, for a fan to get stoned before the game and walk into the stadium. Yeah. And the yeah. idea that a guy could lose millions of dollars of that and drop the draft. And, and it's funny, as Tommy pointed out, this is not because any sort of notion that anyone in the NFL actually thinks or if cares. you smoke weed, it hurts you. It's this PR idea. It's yes. this idea that, like, you are not a serious enough football fan. It's the John Grudenism of the whole thing. And that is... That is frustrating, and it makes me feel really bad for him. This kid that, like, who really, the only thing he did wrong is find a very efficient way of smoking weed. <laughs> if and, you believe the internet. Yes, yes. Um, I, ne- I never actually smoked weed through a gas mask. I feel like uh, I've not actually done that. But I haven't, I haven't. No, I believe you. But, Why would you lie about that? The best, time, the best time I've ever done, I think, there was, I had, there was a bong that was almost to my height. And I'm not that sure. I'm an average height yeah. person, so there's a pretty tall bong. But uh, that's See, a long time ago. Now I'm going to have to put a little uh, disclaimer before our uh, podcast starts that there is drug reference. Ask my the, mom to turn it off. Right. Um, listen, I, I, we joke a little bit, but like, listen, it's stupid. It's going. It's stupid. Weed is going to be legal throughout the entire country within the next decade. There's. I just. I find it difficult. Yeah. Whatever your thoughts about weed, whether you think it's wrong, whether you think you, you people, if you listen to if you listen to me talk about weed and you're like that guy, I don't trust that guy. He's a moral. Uh, Morally depraved because he smoked weed. Even if you think that, the wave of history is very clear. Once states start getting tax money from weed, like Washington and Colorado, everyone's going to do just like listen. Thirty years ago, I was like, "We're not doing the lotto. Yeah, we're We're not having those. We're not having casinos, especially down here in the Bible Belt. Exactly. We're not having like you go to Illinois. You go to any bar, and they've got Keno. They've got Keno in there, and they've got slots. So the idea you can have all your moral notions that you want. When your state needs revenue, it will use the thing that will reliably get them revenue, and that thing in the next twenty years is going to be weed. So the idea that we would be punishing a player for smoking a substance that, agreed, is at a federal level is illegal, but it's going to be such a wide, even if you don't like it, it's going to be so widely accepted. And the idea, we have so much history of so many people in this field of politics and sports and entertainment and everyday life that have smoked weed and had very productive lives and have had no troubles whatsoever and are very mature people. I'm not actually even one of them. I'm a parent of two kids. I haven't smoked weed in so long. It's so sad. But the point is, is that, is that there's nothing wrong with the, the idea that this kid would lose opportunities or the NFL would let him drop in the draft with the Baltimore Ravens admitted that they did. Though there were some reports that said to, maybe they To be fair, the Ravens have had issues with character issues. They, yeah, now, they've had people who've murdered people. But they haven't had like, oh, he didn't <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. So. Um, yeah, I will say that I understand teams making decisions, but they should be hypocritical about it. Yeah. The Ravens should simply say, "We don't want to deal with that. We don't yeah. want the hassle of dealing yeah. with that." He could. We think he's going to be a great football player, but he's not the kind of football player we want on our team. But I, but I, I don't understand. I'm not saying I'm not. I understand what you're saying. But I think what they're saying is. Is the hassle dealing with the guy that smoked weed, or is the hassle dealing with, oh, we don't want this PR headache? No, I think they did that based on what the second one, but had they come out and said, we just don't want to deal with that, right? It was not the hassle of the PR deal. Although Tussle went on his feet. He's in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of Denver Denver would have been the max, right? Denver, Seattle, maybe. I mean, it's the NFL. There's no Utah team. There's no Utah team. He's going to be okay. He'll be fine. I guess. But anyway, the point is, you know, is is it always bothers me when people make any sort of character judgment 
about something like this. Right. Particularly it's, when it's, we have people cheering Greg Hardy it's, and yes, stuff like that. Right? It, it's, 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 oh. To me, it's pretty wild. And Well, and then, you know, Alabama does what Alabama does. They fired a coach for recruiting improprieties the night of the draft. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They know messages. Lane Kiffin is the one that released the text messages, isn't he? <laughs> so... We, we can say that. I, no, I didn't hear about that. Yes. I can't comment because I don't know what you're talking about. Because they know what they're doing. Scott's winking as he says that. He actually knows this is true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, Bo Davis got fired for recruiting. Actually, he got fired for – he didn't get fired for recruiting for practice. He got, he got fired for lying about it. Right. Um, and, you know, Nick Saban doesn't seem like someone I lied to unless he says explicitly, you should not tell me these things. Yeah. And you have to kind of know – You have to look at – you have to know the look in his eye. Yeah. So, after he uh, after he closes the door with the handle on his desk. Yes, he closes the door with the handle on his desk, and then he, <laughs> he right. does yeah. literally my favorite thing. He chokes I will you a say, bit like Emperor Palpatine. I've got, never I've liked the button. I never liked Nick Saban until I heard that story, and now I'm like, okay, now I want one. Yeah, of and, and, and for <laughs> those, it's like more Farquaad, though. I know, of course, it's it's awful, but it's awesome. Come on, who wouldn't want one of those? For those of y'all listening who don't know what we're talking about, Nick Saban has a little button or a handle on his desk. The door in his office is about 15 feet, 20 feet away. And he's got a little button Which that he like can. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a button that he can push, and it opens and closes the door. So it's that's like, it's the, like the Star Trek, the Starship Enterprise. That's yeah, right. Got a boom, boom. <laughs> um, so all right. So can we talk about satellite camps? Let's talk about satellite okay, camps. Okay, cool. Set this up. Set this up. Set this up. So, um, in case you haven't been listening, uh, and judged by our hits on SoundCloud, you haven't been. Well, we the, haven't done a show in two months. Look, it's hard to blame look, them. I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to blame Scott. It's not his fault that it didn't get recorded. Boy, you you jerks out there! Why don't you start listening to podcasts we have not made? <laughs> but so. well, no. What they need to do is listen to like the Tennessee podcast yeah, yeah. or something no, we'll like just that. Just ask them not to do that. No, let's not. <laughs> we um we voted down satellite camps. By we we mean uh, the NCAA. By NCAA we mean uh, pretty much the SEC and four others. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, Jim Wood. We're talking about satellite camps because I want to. And then they came back and said, you know what? We are going to do them. And I, I have found it extremely humorous, a lot of the whole, particularly from, uh, particularly from the, the Big Ten, uh, the, the Midwest. Ha-ha, SEC, ha-ha. <laughs> Dude, yeah. the SEC rips your ass in recruiting. They're just going to figure out how to do it better than you. Does you have done nothing more? If look, if I'm if I'm Kirby Smart, I have Jim Harbaugh across the way. Every kid that walks up to me, go ask Coach Harbaugh what the weather's like in November. Go ask Coach Harbaugh what the go ask Coach Harbaugh why he doesn't have good. Enough well, of course, that's why Harbaugh's doing this. Harbaugh's doing this because he wants you know. I mean, Harbaugh wants to make us think about this because he wants to be seen. He wants he wants to pick a fight with you. Well, I think I, and that's what you're saying. You're saying they're poking the bear. The bear being they're the poking SEC. the bear. Yeah, I mean, it benefits Harbaugh to poke the bear because it looks like he's on the bear's level. I understand that yeah. until you get swiped by the bear. That's the point. Jim Harbaugh is trying to build up his team to the level of the bear. Michigan is not at an SEC level right How now. How does she beat Ohio State first? Yeah, well, that's but that's the point though. Yeah, this is the idea. This is this is the Joe Madden technique. Is, no, I, no, I get, it. I yeah. get it, I get it. You know, that's that's there were there were cute suits around the baseball stadiums and yeah. And, well, no, it's know, more about the idea. Bears it's more about the idea that last year in September he said the Cardinals are like Tony Soprano and, yeah. and like you, you go up and you say what you're doing is saying hey we have the confidence to go after these guys. Whereas five years ago, you know, nobody's not those guys aren't going after the SEC. Right, He's trying to show that we are now tough enough to go after the SEC. Right, in a but, way that Michigan was not five years ago. Right. I get that, but now, I mean, surely, surely, all these programs did not think that seems like okay. You can do satellite camps. We're not yeah. going to because we're already here. Right. No, they're going to find a 
way to do is more, more satellite cams. They might do a satellite on actual satellite. I mean, it's just, it's, I just, I just find it very humorous. Uh, and it's, a, you know, again, it's one of those neat talking points for April, but um, yeah, whatever. Recruiting, recruiting's done. Let's see. We've checked off. Uh, before we, I do want to talk about baseball because Will is a foremost authority on baseball. Yeah, well, uh, let's make sure we get everything wrapped up for a while. Yeah, there were, there were a couple questions. Uh, speaking of Jim Wood, um, he did. Jay Woe. That's how I know <laughs> J-Wo. Uh, he did want to know, thoughts on the piece that uh, I believe Jason Butt wrote for the Columbus Inquirer about Fox and Smart doing the road show together after the, their rocky start. Um, Macon. It was the Macon paper, Jason Butt. I, have to say, I, did, I didn't see the stroke in any of the background. Yeah, program. so basically Jason Butt, uh, one day this week, maybe even today, wrote an article on Fox and Smart, and it was, you know, they both had... Uh, Are they buddies now? Comparing, yeah, and Fox introduced Smart. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he led with the all-time great line that always kills in Columbus. You know, this guy knows a little bit about beating that team across the river. Right. So, that does kill in Columbus. That will kill in Columbus. Um, so it, it appears all, all has been made nice. Now, you had very specific ideas about... Fox's comments. Right. Do you have any further thoughts on that? I mean, or is it just a natural evolution of two guys working together? Well, it's a natural evolution of Fox understanding that like it is not a good idea to be to have. I mean, listen, when the guy gets his ninety three k and more on that day, you because uh, th- that was what started this. Right, you did it what, at right, his game. Right, right, that's what started this was uh, was Smart going in and at halftime saying nothing about the team, nothing about the game, not even saying let's go out and win this second half or anything like that at all. And and Fox being so close to thrift. So obviously that frustration was there, which I think clearly came out in that press conference. But as we also said when that was happening, it is whether I, I might be sympathetic to Mark Fox's viewpoint on that, I actually am sympathetic to his viewpoint on that. But it is not good business for the basketball coach at Georgia, particularly when he just did not make the tournament to go out and say uh, to show anything other but total anything other but total solidarity with your football coach, and I think that's what he's doing. And yeah. also, like, uh, and that doesn't mean I think this is like some some kabuki theater, and like, everyone's pretending that they like each other when they don't. I'm sure there's probably been actual resolution of whatever was there, but I also think that this was going to happen. Well, and part of the comments was Fox talking about how, I'm smart talking about how Fox has really stepped up his recruiting. We're in line for getting a guy that's transferred from Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I felt pretty good about basketball going into last season, and we, you and I had some discussions yeah. about that. But I mean, recruiting has trended upward. It has, yes. But of course, the only issue with that is all SEC basketball recruiting has trended upward because it's SEC, SEC teams are spending SEC teams are spending a ton of money yeah. on, on basketball in the way they've yeah. in the past. So. Did you get the question from Bernie Dog? Yeah, I have Bernie Dog who asked, uh, <laughs> Bernie Dog, um, who is a world famous shopper of bourbons in Boulder, Colorado. That's where I met Bernie Dog actually on the bourbon aisle. I haven't met Boulder. Bernie Dog. He's a real yet. person, I swear. I'd like uh, to meet him. So he he wanted predictions on starters and discussion on the depth of the offensive line and defensive line and depth concerns versus UNC. The easy question for the depth concerns, especially on the uh, defensive line with UNC, is I think. We're going to have depth concerns about defensive line all season. Um, you know, you've got, you know, basically Big John, Akins, Trent Thompson, and Jonathan Ledbetter up front, and then you have a bunch of sophomore and true freshmen there. Um, and Trent Thompson is a sophomore, as is Jonathan Ledbetter. Um, the good news is, is at least five of those guys are really good. Thompson, um, John Akins, Jonathan Ledbetter, um, Daquan Hawkins is good. Chauncey Rivers, and you know, as far as we can tell, Mikel Carter and Julian Rochester are going to be hosses too. They're just they're just going to be raw. Um, so you know, I guess depth is a concern, but it's really about youth versus depth in my mind. Offensive line is going to be really interesting. I think that you know, when you bring back 
Pike, Kubanile, and when you know, Kubanile is going to be your starter at center. I don't think there's any way around that. Uh, I think Wynn will start at left tackle, uh, although it would not surprise me to see Tyler Catalina, the transfer from Rhode Island, get some looks there. For that matter, Big Ben Cleveland, um, the guy's a hoss. He's just he's just that that kind of player. Um, and then you know, you know he, although he could slot in over on the right tackle just as well. Uh, then you start talking about Kendall Baker, Pat Allen, um, and and you know Lamont Galliard. Uh, and there's one other guy. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, that I meant to mention. Either way, uh, you know, I think I, I think our, our rotation is going to look something like when across the front, left tackle, uh, Sims, left guard, Cleveland Allen, center, Pike, and Baker on the right side with the rotation of Cleveland, um, Tyler Catalina, Pat Allen, um, and, and, you know, Lamont Galliard. There's a guy named Mirko Jerkovic that is is out there in Alden Bynum, still around too. Uh, that, that I think they'll get some looks. Um also, one other thing I want to throw this out there because we didn't really – the question wasn't really posed this way. With Blazevich and Nauda looking so good and Jordan Davis looking so good, don't be surprised to see some jumbo looks with two tight ends and dropping one of those guys back into a slot or into a uh, – even dropping them back in the fullback position. Um, it would be really interesting to see how that works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Chaney is – Well, it's interesting you say fullback because on Wednesday yeah. at the making event, Kirby Smart was asked about – you know how the offense is going to look and someone touched on the fact that are you going to have a fullback or who's going to be your fullback and he is quoted saying i'm not a fullback guy and then a day later at the columbus event he doubled down on it because someone asked him again what he meant by that and he said it means i'm not a fullback guy i'm not giving he sounds like a scholarship to a fullback right which if you think about it you know we have one scholarship fullback right now that's in christian Payne. glenn welch is a walk-on glenn welch is a not unsurprisingly, was actually Grayson Lambert's center at Wayne County. Um, you know, um, who's the other one we have? I can't remember his name. Nick Moore. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it, especially when you have two tight ends like you have. Right. I mean, he actually he actually. I mean, Isaac Nada could he could play for go back there. You could drop him back um, and actually put a, a, a tight end back in H back. You you get a lot of the same features of fullback, although you're just not as likely to run the ball with him. But you're much more likely to throw the ball to him. Um, you know, I have to admit, going back to the G Day one second, talking about tight ends, I was really excited to see the way the tight ends, the tight ends were targeted a lot. Nalda was targeted a lot, um, and it makes sense. And I, and I think, honestly, I think Flasevich was criminally criminally underused last season. Um, he has really great hands. You forgot Jackson Harris too. Yeah, Jackson Harris. Hey, he had a couple of good catches. Um, I mean. We are absolutely loaded at tight end, which is good because which exactly, good. yeah. I mean, you've got either you, the experienced quarterbacks don't have great arms, no. and the young quarterback is going to need someone to bail them out. You would it makes sense, and frankly, we're a little thin at wide, at wide receiver. Oh yeah, um, you know. So we, what's the whole deal? Was uh, Wilson moving to running back, and they said he's going to stay there? Oh, did they say that? Yeah, I thought that was just a, no, a look. Was, no, they like what he's doing there, and they're they're going to keep him there, especially with Chubb. You know, I mean. Not going to be huh. fully back, but yeah. Well, you know, I okay. I, sh- I sure would like to see him in wide receiver. I know. But, I mean, it's going to be some rotation of McKenzie, Godwin, Ridley, Simons, Reggie Davis, um, Chigbu. So, you know, we got three spots. If you do a double tight end, you, you'll probably pull, you know, Davis or Chigbu out. And, and the way it's setting up, up, it's going to seem almost silly in a couple of years when we were worried about wide receiver. I feel like that is a oh, we're major gonna focus. So, we're going to be so deep there. I think yeah. you're right. So, but that's you know that and answers, that Vinny's gonna be throwing all. Then he's gonna be throwing all of them, and we'll be you know we'll be scoring a thousand. Unless unless thousand we can get a, a six year of uh, Ramsey punting, uh, give him a from 
from your mouth to God's ears. So when, when does I'm curious when when does if 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 Eason doesn't win the job, is is he a punter? Is he gonna punt? Ramsey? Is he Ramsey? No, Eason. If he uh, doesn't win the job, is, he, is, is this just the way it works? So if the Ram- guy that loses the job? Ramsey's going to punt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. He'll just... play quarterback and punt. <laughs> I think he'll do Tupa. Tom Tupa. I'm telling you, we, we we will have a sick fake punt sometime during the season. Ramsey's going to punt. Yeah. Ramsey will be a Ray Guy finalist. I was joking about Eason. No, yes. Did you see his first punt in the G-Day game? Yes. He bombed it. I he think it was like a, 70 he yards. He will play in the league as a punter. It's really weird, though, right? Like, we, like when we were discussing quarterbacks, no one was like, well, at least Ramsey can punt. Like, I knew <laughs> Ramsey could punt, but they never let him. <laughs> it's bizarre. But it's, it's, bizarre. It's, it's weird. It's um, bizarre. Kicker's a little bit of a concern. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what is. happens. Rodrigo. Who, who signed uh, Marshall Morgan? Someone signed Marshall Morgan. Yeah, Bill, uh, Buffalo. 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 Yeah, because yeah, you know how good he is history. kicking off. Of, you yeah. know how good he is kicking off of wet stuff. Hey, listen, uh, no one, no one is. He'll be uh, like, uh, what's his face? Is it, do they have a the like there? Where he I was going to say nobody's taking ski? the boat. No one's taking the jet ski on Buffalo. Oh yeah, he's right there on uh, the Great Lakes up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're like you're drunk, you know, like. He'll, be, he'll end up being like uh, Blair Walsh, where yeah. he'll just like destroy it in the NFL. I hope he does. He'll be a drunk tobogganing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Blankenship uh, was less than impressive in G-Day, but, you know, he's a kicker, so hashtag college kickers. But we did we did get that Michael Watson guy, the guy mm-hmm. from Lasseter High School. Uh, it's interesting. We've had two guys in a row that were firm Alabama commits on kickers, which doesn't make me feel great considering their woes with kicking at times. That was awesome, though, when they first took the kicker. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was yeah like right? the first, it was the first turn. Yeah. It was the first yeah. turn. Uh, so, you know, kicking has a ways to go. You know, my goal is for kicker. Kick the ball out of the back of the end zone every time. Yeah. Let's just let's not get fancy. Um, make all your extra points and, you know, give the at least give the coaches something to think about inside the 30. Right. That seems, seems fair, right? I mean, that's a anything beyond that. Because I, I frankly think I frankly think with with what the mentality we have, it wouldn't be surprising if we go for it a little more on fourth down inside the forty, but but not really in sure kicking situation. Not I mean not not fourth and not fourth and seventeen, but fourth and four. I mean, what do you gain? You you pick up twenty yards unless unless we have a pooch kicker. Um, extraordinaire, you know, they can go back there and maybe that's Lambert. <laughs> oh, arm punt specialist. I like, I like how you think. Oh, no, he doesn't throw interceptions. Oh, yeah. He's fine. Can't do that. Some, some, um, of his, uh, so. some of his passes kind of look like punts. Yeah. Really wow. shanks. Could you have uh, a planned interception on a fourth down? Well, you got to have somebody help you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's someone to grab it. So, um, all right. Well, so uh, let's, Let's talk baseball. Let's talk a little baseball. Okay, uh, so here's my job for you guys because I am I listen. You listen to this podcast. You know that I my knowledge of college football is up there, but I can't touch Tony. I can't touch. I'm doing the best I can. They have a history that I don't have. But the one thing that I do know is baseball. No I know baseball very very well, and I know there's some frustration. Explain it. Tell me. Tell me why I'm still wearing my Braves hat. Yes. I still wear it. I, know, I don't. I, I, I don't watch to, them, but I wear my. You don't need to explain why <laughs> there's frustration. Obviously, the Braves because we four have 474 pitchers. The Braves are terrible. Good. Yeah, the, the Braves are terrible. I think at last count there were like several hitters that had more homers than the Braves have, uh, which is partly actually Freddie Freeman being worse than people thought he was going to be. But that tends to happen a lot of times when you are the only good hitter on the right. team and you never get anything good to hit. So. Um, the Braves are terrible right now. This is by they're design. Close, they're close to historically bad. Though. Yeah, they are very bad. And and to be fair, one very positive thing you can say about the Braves, you know, the thing that 
I think it's frustrating to some people about baseball, which I actually like about baseball, is baseball is starting to veer toward the NBA in a way that when teams realize we can't compete, they are... Seacrest out? Yeah, they're not saying take it. (laughs) It's very funny. My sports owner at the place I work full-time is owned by Major League Baseball, and I'm doing this thing this year for... It's called MLB Plus. Yes, you are. It's like an alternative broadcast... For if you if you have the MLB TV subscription, if the, anytime there's an MLB Network game, you can watch the MLB Plus broadcast either on your whatever you watch MLB TV. So, now, are you doing commentary? I'm doing or? commentary during the game. I'm oh, be well, out there. that's this so awesome! I don't know if this is going up by Thursday or not. Yeah, if this is going up by Thursday. We're recording on Sunday night. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, if this go, if it goes up by Thursday, great. If it doesn't, that's fine. But this Thursday night, the Royals Yankees game. If you have an MLB TV subscription, you can turn on. Uh, uh, the this will be a special MLB Plus game, and you will hear me and several other people broadcasting. Are you going to be in your house in Athens? No, I will be in New York. I will be, be in, the, in the Chelsea market. Okay. Chelsea market. Tony and I will be broadcasting. Oh, you'll be from watching our house. on TV. I'll be watching on TV. Be on okay. Feed. Yeah. So, so it'll be in the studio. Like, you and I should do like some live feed broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. Also, like to well, is, isn't on. Kurt Schilling doing this? now? he's doing periscoping. Yeah, periscoping. Oh my gosh, Kurt Schilling is doing that. So. Is my dirty secret about Kurt Schilling is I actually think he's a really good analyst. I actually think Kurt Schilling is. is a good baseball He's a good analyst. analyst. I don't know if he's a good fit sharer of Facebook memes. No. But he is an excellent, excellent Really smart baseball analyst. I agree. I'm sorry. I actually do believe that. Yes. I don't know if I would pay. You don't, you don't have to. You know, well, I don't know if I would pay $10 or whatever well, no, he's wanting no. people to do that. But I would certainly. So I think is it just set us up on the MLB Plus thing. Okay. So, so it, are you going to be sitting on a couch for like no, drinks? No. Are you going to be making like you did like Woody Allen voice? This is set up through StatCast. If you're a baseball person. And Statcast is the new thing that tells you how far the ball was hit, yeah, the yeah. angle, the route efficiency. So uh, Mike Petriello, who is basically the Statcast genius, who mm-hmm. also used to work with us at Sports on Earth, he is. If you if you watch this, he's the true star of it because yeah. he knows every yeah. guy's exit velocity. He's this is his life, so he knows this really well. But you know, and he's but, built James but accessible. Yeah, exactly. And they're trying to make this a smarter broadcast yeah. of Major League Baseball games. So they're trying it out through MLB Plus on through MLB.tv. So, so I let's talk there. about hustle and heart. Yeah, no, okay. exactly, yeah. exactly. No, Good. no grit. No grit. Uh, and so it, right now they alternate people, uh, but I believe on this Thursday's broadcast, the people, the true finds are Petriello and Fernando Perez, who was a brief time major league, major league baseball player. Who also, and, and, and you can tell he works in baseball because every single time he ever gets introduced, they point out that he went to Columbia. <laughs> happens every single time uh, the same way that did uh, you know Bart Meach yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so, uh, so he's, a, he's very very smart but more to the point he's a terrific baseball analyst who talks about he had this great thing he talked about facing Matt Moore mm-hmm. who was an oft injured but at the time was considered the uh, the be- number one prospect in baseball when number two was Bryce Harper number three was Mike Trout yeah, yeah. so like Matt Moore he's now healthy again, it's pretty good but yeah but he talked about facing Mike Trout I, I said so what Matt was Moore. his uh, sorry Matt Moore and uh, so what was it what's it like facing his curveball he said it honestly looks like as a hitter it looks like he just threw it straight into the ground like he's standing five feet away from you and he spiked it Wow. Like, that's what it looks like. And whatever your thoughts about, like, that is a, I've been this writing. This is unfair. I know, and I've been writing about baseball and reading about baseball and watching baseball my entire life, and I've never heard it so evocatively described yeah. of what it must be like to try to hit a terrific hard curveball. It looks like you have to, like someone spiked it in the ground yeah. right from you, you have to hit that. And so he's really, really good at like the player's perspective, but not a, we used to play hot foot back in the dugout and so on. <laughs> like, he actually like, 
tells it from a very smart player's perspective. I'm not sure exactly why I'm there. I'm there to crack jokes and keep the conversation moving. But um, so anyway, so that's the MLB Plus thing this year. So if you are, if you have an MLB TV subscription, anytime there's an MLB National game, I'm on this Thursday, Thursday the 11th. I'm assuming a lot of Yankees and Red Sox games. The first two were Yankees. Yeah. Okay, this is Royals Yankees. I'm doing a Cardinals Cubs game in June. Are you going to be a homer? Uh, I, I could not. I could do nothing else. Listen, the Cardinals are nine games behind the Cubs right now. I can't be too. And it's much not of, that close. I, yeah, I, I cannot be too much. The Cubs are the least of the Cardinals' problems right now. Yes, sir. You in the back? Okay, so I have a question <laughs> on our podcast that was never heard. Yes, you were about to be on some national show, and we determined a inflection that you would put on a certain word just to kind of give us a shout out. I thought, like yeah, all I thought he was going to yell peanut butter. Maybe so. No, I Maybe so. That's a, so. That's a, that's a safe word. My, <laughs> my question is... Safe for you. It's a danger to me. What type of word or type of inflection on a certain word are you going to use that, so that all of these Wayne Since Last Saturday podcast listeners that are going to be listening to you on MLB TV or something? Yep, MLB. Well, yeah. But it's called MLB Plus. Okay. All right, so the the five people that tune in mm, to right. hear you, yes. that's about five people, right? I mean, maybe tw- maybe ten. I'll I'll tune in. So that's one. Tony's two. Uh, yes. So and then my boys will be three and four. So the, you got the four. Amazon Web Services, which sponsors MLB Plus. I hope they're not listening right now. Okay, because they actually no. pay to have that sponsored. No. But um, what you should do is yell "Unbelievable!" like Arlo White. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So think, we need to come up with some like, oh, he's he's talking to us. I think. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. Is I will do, I don't know if I'll say Bryce Ramsey, but I will try to get Tom Tupa in there somehow. Tom Tupa, because that seems to make sense. Because if I can yeah. find someone that okay. plays multiple positions, I can say they're a Tom Tupa esque sort of player. Okay, and then I because if I do Bryce Ramsey, that's a little bit too obscure. But like Tom Tupa will, and they're gonna look at you. Why don't you say just, just say Blanco? Yeah, I, yeah, but <laughs> that's the reference you get. Jerry Royster, MLB. Do Jerry Royster, yeah, Jerry Royster. Yeah, because yeah, he played for the Braves. Yeah, Jerry Royster played for the Braves. But um, anyway, so Braves. We're talking about the Braves. Anyway, right, so, boys, we'll, 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 hold on, hold on. on. So it's gonna be uh, Tom Tupa. Yeah, it'll be Tom okay, Tupa. I'll see right. if I can get Tom Tupa. Right. Okay. And um, so Will set us up because I've seen a lot of people complain about the Braves. And, and listen, to be fair, one thing I've learned since I've li- moved down here is y- y'all. Can I say y'all? Oh, yeah, yeah. Down here long enough. Yeah, I can say y'all. We prefer, yeah. we prefer I know y'all. you prefer, but I don't. I bet you don't prefer Midwesterners. Three years. No. Y'all, so I've been down here there. almost three years. We're very inclusive. Three years in June. Oh yeah. Always. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm saying uh, that three years, y'all, y'all love to complain. <laughs> and a lot of times, a lot of your complaints are very justified. Yeah. But, like, nice. there's a lot of frustration. Fair. And there's a lot, and certainly every com- complaint about the current Braves team is absolutely justified. This is a bad team. It's, it's the worst kind of bad team because it's a bad hitting team, which it gives it like not so only, ugly. Yeah, not only is your team bad, but there's like an extra level of almost impotence in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not fun. If you fall behind, you feel like it's already over, mm-hmm. and that is not enjoyable. Like it is anytime a team can't hit, if your team stinks, you'd rather your team be a team that has terrible pitching but can hit because you feel like hey, at least this team's gonna hit. The Braves are bad in like the worst kind of way to be bad. But I mean, but the team was put together like I thought they were going to hire Lou Brown to hire the man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's there's this notion that, that there's been discussed of whether Freddie Gonzalez is going to be fired. I might argue that maybe Freddie Gonzalez should be fired, but having nothing to do with this. Oh yeah, yeah, I think he's a bad tactician. No arguments. And, and no arguments. I, I think I don't think he's the right manager. Yeah, yeah, Freddie's a good manager if he has exactly the right team. He yeah, had the, he had the right teams in Chicago and Miami. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But this is not. 
Last year, the past three teams haven't been the right team for him. Um, so yeah, and I think that you know the problem. The, what the Braves are doing now is something. This is what we're getting to is the idea that like they're tanking. Right. Well, I was saying, well, I was joking. The reason I brought Pickleby Plus is they discourage us from using the word tanking. Mm-hmm. They're trying to say they are rebuilding or they are pivoting or whatever. But basically, what particularly the National League. There are six teams that are actively not trying to win this year. Now, that doesn't mean the players aren't trying to win. This commonly gets lost about tanking. Mm-hmm. Players are always trying to win. Even mm-hmm. in the NBA, mm-hmm. in the 76ers, mm-hmm. you put a player out there, they're going to play their ass off to win. They're trying to win. But the, the front office is going to pick players that they know are not going to be too good or are going to be young and learn or are going to be veteran and help the young players learn. It doesn't really matter how good they are. So, so, so there are six teams that are doing that right now. There's Colorado, there's San Diego, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Still Philadelphia. Milwaukee, and Cincinnati. Continuing now, to be Philadelphia. Yeah, and Philadelphia is winning more games than people thought they were going to be, but an argument could be made is that actually is not beneficial for them in that because what's going to happen is they're going to have this loss year where Philadelphia has no chance to make the playoffs, even though the pitching is a little better than everybody thought. Philadelphia has zero chance to make the playoffs this year, or maybe 1% chance to make the playoffs. Roughly a little bit more than Atlanta's, which is to say almost zero. But what Atlanta is going to benefit from that is they are... In the NBA, if you finish with a worse record, you get a, you have a better chance of the lottery to get a great player. What baseball has done the last few years is they've changed the rules of the draft. It's not so much just that you, if you finish last, you get the first pick. What it actually means is you get the first pick, and because now to make sure that... What, what used to happen in the baseball draft was a guy like Mike Trout comes out. He's the best player in the draft. This is not happened with Mike Trout, but if it was a Mike Trout-esque player, he'd come out and say, listen, I'll come out for the draft, but I will only sign for $25 million. <clears throat> so every team, like if the if the Padres, who don't have a lot of money, had the first pick, they'd be like, well, we can't draft this guy because we can't sign him. And then he would fall, 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 fall until the Yankees, who had won the division a year before, would sign him with the 30th pick. So baseball, to try to stop that, started tying draft picks, picks into budget. So therefore, if you have the number one pick, you not only have the number one pick, you have a larger budget to sign everyone across the board, which means it is so much more important. Like the, the difference between the first pick and the 30th pick is massive because not only is the first and third pick in that round, it's first round, top of the round money versus bottom of the round money. And the first round, second round, third round, so on. So the Braves are not only trying to get the top pick with, like they do in the NFL, the NBA, they are trying to get a massive draft and, budget. And that's part of the revenue sharing. Yes, yes. And, that's, and so it is it very much in the Braves' benefit, not only to be bad, but to be worse than everybody else. Because that means when they get in the draft next year, not only are they going to have their pick of players at the top of the round, they're going to have a much larger draft budget. What they call it, what they call it is, it's basically, not to get political about it, but it is kind of communist in the way they set up the draft and the idea that everyone has their slot of how much they're supposed to be paid. And you can go above slot in the second round, but then you have to later on go below slot in a later round. And so therefore you have first round money, Top of the round money. What the Braves are doing, the Phillies might be better than the Braves this year, but it, what the Braves are doing is much better off for the Braves in the long term because they're going to have a lot more money than the Phillies were because they're going to have a lot worse record. And then, are they going to be able to spend it on free agents? Well, free agents is different. That's a different amount of money. But the thing about baseball because now— Because rookies aren't going to do it for them. But see, that's the thing. You see, that, see that, is, that is exactly what people need to hear. Yeah, can I, can I help you? Yeah, can go I, ahead. Go ahead. So let's do some question and answer here. Yes. So— 
It's safe to say that part of the benefit here is the Braves are saving current money to spend future money. Correct. And they also are taking young players that are possibly show some flash. It's not happening yet. But it could be traded for potential um, other draft picks and or prospects at the tra- at the draft at the trade deadline that could be role players for teams that are that are potentially certainly a guy like um, um, not not Fred, let's throw Freddie Frieden and uh, yeah. Julio Tarano yeah uh, Fulanovich yeah exactly Fulanovich yes or even a guy like Przinsky Przinsky yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. or but like also you get you get to play a guy like Malik Smith. Malik Smith, who is like the, who is, most, if you're trying to contend, you're not going to play that guy right now because he's probably not ready. Right. But what you are doing is you're, you're finding out what you got. You're right. finding out what you got from that guy, and then if he shows you, if you're like, wow, we can build around this guy, yeah. now you know. Or if he shows you just a middle ground level that he's valuable to a team that's trying to contend, you can flip him for something else. Now I understand what you're saying about trying to bring in free agents. And the problem with, with first off, they do have a free agent budget. But the smart thing to do in baseball now is to build prospect like the Cubs are the, the best example of this. You build, you take three years. The Cubs are the reason everybody's doing this. And the Astros to a lesser extent, but really the Cubs is what you do is you take three years where you suck. And but during those three years, you concentrate solely on player on player development. You concentrate so and all of a sudden in three years. There's this guy. All of a sudden, we have all these guys. Then you supplement that, like the Cubs did, with a Jason Hayward, with a Ben Zobris, uh, with a John Lackey. Ah, uh, he knows what he's talking about. I was just, I was just about to say <laughs> earmuffs. earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> That's why the Shelby Miller Hayward trade was so good for a And it was, and I have to say that saved them a lot because I wasn't crazy about the Simmons trade. I don't know if you guys saw Angel Simmons yeah. is out for the year. Yeah, oh, he yeah. hurt himself. Yeah. So the Angels are a nightmare right now. Oh. Uh, they are an absolute <laughs> nightmare. Speaking of, of there's been talk about it, Mike. Trout trading because the Angels, like what, however frustrated you are with the Braves right now, there is no worse franchise right now to be a fan of than the Los Angeles Angels. No, because they got yeah, Pujols' contract. Yeah, the Pujols' contract. Best player in baseball, and, they and, suck. and they, yeah, they have best player in baseball. They have, and nothing else. And they have Pujols' contract that's going to get them forever. They have Josh Hamilton's contract, uh-huh. which they're paying for the next oh five years. God. And more to the point, because they feel like they're contending every year, they won't start over the, because they have Mike Trout. And so, therefore, they can't say, you know, we're just going to suck for three years like the Cubs did. Because you'd like be like, the, trade me. Like the Braves are doing. Right. And that is why, so that's why the Angels are doomed. Because they're going to have Mike Trout and nothing else in perpetuity. Because they have no farm system. Because they can't rebuild their farm system. Because they're trying to contend because they're the best player in baseball. But they have nothing else and all this big contract stuff. So, the Braves are following the Cubs model. And the benefit that they have is teams like the Phillies, who are also following that model... <laughs> Who I would argue do have more talent than the Braves do right now. They oh, no are, doubt. They are almost too good for their own good right now. Yeah. Because the Braves are sucking in a way. And frankly, that trade, that Shelby Miller trade, looked great at the time. It's gotten better. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Miller is terrible yeah. right now. Yeah. And regardless of Inciarte, who is totally a nice guy to have, Dansby Swanson is. Yes. Well, and Albie's too. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, like Dansby Swanson. Well, He's the shortstop the rookie. Play for Vanderbilt. Yeah. For Vanderbilt. Play for Vanderbilt. Number one overall yeah. pick. Yeah. Number one overall pick. And so the idea that number so one we got a number one overall pick for what's oh, Shelby, Shelby Miller. Oh, we got way more than that. And more than that. That's the thing is uh, the, the general consensus on that trade was if it would have just been Swanson for Miller, the Braves would have like take would have cleaned up. But they threw more, and they got more. 
Yeah. And a lot of it is because Tony LaRusso runs the runs Arizona, and he does not tend to like rookies. He doesn't, <laughs> he does, he's not patient because he's older. You know, he right. wants to win now, which I understand. This is the Detroit Tigers' idea. The Tigers have an elderly owner that wants oh. to win the championship before he dies, so they are spending tons of money and tons of money to bring in the free agents like you're talking about. They're trying to bring in whoever – Justin Upton. They're trying to bring whoever they can in to win right now. The yeah, problem it is – It doesn't matter how many games the Braves lose this year. The Tigers will lose more than 19. That, yeah. And that, well, yes. And, and, like, that's the point is what the Braves are doing is they've got the new stadium opening. They're clear, They're not going to be compet- They're not going to be ready in year one. No. But no. they are building something. 18 or 19, they'll be really good. They're going to be really good. And, <laughs> and their farm system is already really good. And there's stuff coming up and stuff building up in the system. So Braves fans that are frustrated now, particularly if you go to Turner Field, I've been to Turner Field twice already this year, it is an incredibly sad place. And it's a sad place not just because the Braves are bad. It has been, like, you know, I joked a little about uh, the 600 level of the Georgia game being abandoned. But imagine that all season. Like, yeah. like by, by the, the Nickel State game, that thing's going to be fully staffed. It's going to be awesome up yeah. there. But Turner Field right now, it's a lame duck stadium. They don't care. So it's very understaffed. There's not, there's not, all they're really doing is in the fifth inning was an official game. They're having someone tear the number for the number of games that are left in the in Turner yeah. Field. Yeah. So uh, John Smoltz has already done. I was on MLB Network with John Smoltz oh, uh, cool. uh, the other day. Who, by the way, just to be as clear, John Smoltz is known throughout the industry as being one of the nicest. I was going to ask you, he's nice. He is beyond, like, I have to say, I really don't like it when civilians like me uh, uh, will meet an athlete and be like, oh, he's awesome, you'll love him. Because I tend to just frankly not believe them. And most of the time they're lying. <laughs> like most of the time, they're like, he's an athlete, you're a civilian, they're being nice to no, you in the place. moment. No, and then you don't really have to yeah. Yeah. John Smoltz is absolutely not like that. He even handled a creationism joke that I made. And, uh, and John Smoltz... No way! I did. I made a creationism joke on the air. And he handled it pretty well. He actually thought it was kind of funny. So, because we were joking about... Um, um, you, know, you still throw a baseball in 94 miles. Yeah, okay. as long as you know that. He's just an awesome dude. And he, and, I mean, he's John Smoltz. He's a Hall of Famer. He's now he's going to be he's the lead broadcaster on, on national yeah. games this year. Yeah, yeah. He is top of his. He's team. really good. Yeah, and he, yeah he's, he is. He's very good. And he's open to new things. And he's a scratch golfer, too. Yeah. And he's just an awesome guy. I hate that guy. But, like, he, not really. Love he absolutely does not have to be nice to me. No. Like, he could be an asshole to me, and I would still be like, wow, it's John Smoltz. This is great. And so, an ass beep. Uh, be, sorry, a beep hole. Oh, it'll be fine. Alex Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't, I've never worked with Alex Rodriguez, so I don't know. But you work with a lot of athletes who are obvious jerks. You work with a lot of writers that are obvious jerks, to be honest. And Smoltz is <laughs> awesome. He is, if you have any thoughts about Smoltz, he is a prince. I don't think anybody had any thoughts. Well, I'm sure everybody had good no, thoughts about all no. three of them. But I can legitimately say Smoltz is a prince of a dude. And he handled my joke because he's also very, he's very religious yeah. And he's very, and he's, you know, he, he's he's not in your face about it, but I think he's very open just, about it. Just something he lives. Yeah, yeah. and which is, yeah. well, more power to him, and that's great. Yeah. But the joke that I made was, because Joe Girardi said, the manager of the Yankees wants to get rid of the shift in baseball. He says he thinks the shift isn't fair. He said, and I quote, there's a reason, I just feel like the game was designed that way. You got two guys on the left side and two guys on the right side of the infield. It's just, there's a reason that happens. It's just designed that way. I said, oh, so that's like the creationism argument of baseball. But like, like the, we all went by twos by twosies, like the arc into the uh, – and, uh, and Smoltz laughed, which I have to give him credit for doing. I hope he cup-checked you with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't aiming it at Smoltz. I was aiming it at – No, for bringing up Joe Girardi in my podcast. Yeah, but um, uh, the, the point is, though, is what the Braves are doing <sighs> is 
I might have a lot. I might think what they're doing with that stadium. We we discussed yeah, this we a little bit. earlier. I think what they're doing with the new stadium is pretty gross. To be entirely honest, I think with the new stadium, with yeah. the new stadium is yeah. what they're doing is pretty gross. And particularly what they're doing with their minor league stadiums, I encourage everyone to go read a piece on Bloomberg.com. Not Bloomberg politics. Not I have nothing to do with this. There's a piece on Bloomberg by Ivor Boudway and a writer whose name I can't remember her name right now. If not, you if you send Ivor me the Boudway. link, I'll yeah. link it in the but show yeah, notes yeah, yeah. of and, this page. But it's basically how what uh, the Braves what they do in the minor leagues. They own all their minor league teams, which is very rare. It's rare for a major league team to own the minor league teams. The reason they do that is they sign they get these small towns, Gwinnett. Uh, the name of the Mississippi town. Gwinnett is uh, Pearl. Pearl. Pearl, thank you. Gwinnett's, Pearl, barely, Gwinnett's barely small. Yeah, well, I know, but yeah, like yeah. Gwinnett, uh, Pearl, Mississippi, Rome. Rome, Georgia. Like these towns to build them a new stadium, sign them a 20-year lease, and at the end of that 20-year lease say, listen, are you going to make major upgrades to make it beneficial for us? And if you don't, they'll find a small southern town that will pay for their new stadium, which is basically Augusta, what... Augusta, making Savannah. Yeah, and basically, what people were Let's hammering the NFL for doing for the St. Louis Rams of saying we build you, you build. I mean, this just to throw a team out there. Yeah. Well, I, listen, I'm not a Rams. I don't care. They can. I think St. Louis is so much better not having an NFL team. But uh, certainly, the thing that people were Tom Vincent agrees. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, cert- the point is, is that well, I think a lot Tom of the Benson. Braves. That's the Saints owner. Yeah. No. Um, um, you're thinking of uh, the guy that owns Arsenal too. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever he is. His name is falling out of my brain. Sure, not sure. Yeah. yeah, whatever. This is the damn maker. I don't watch soccer. So. Let's talk about Leicester City. Point is, is the Braves' business prices may be pretty gross, but what they're doing for that team is smart. Yeah. And if you are a Braves fan, you, this is going to pay off in 2018 or 2019. And when you look at the other teams in that division, the Nationals do not have a great set farm system. They just re-signed Steven Strasburg today. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yes. Steven Strasburg, they sent him for a pretty massive contract that I, which I'm sure National fans are very happy to have him. I'm not sure that's a lot uh, for a pitcher that's coming on. That's had so many like times. Six-year deal, yes, right? Yes, a very long deal for a pitcher. And like the, the Nationals are very over-leveraged. The Mets are going to be over-leveraged in the next few years and have an owner and who's, have paying no off, yeah, yeah. who's paying off made up. You have the Phillies, who I think are built. The Phillies are the team to worry about. Yeah. The Mons are always going to be messed. But I really feel like at the end of this decade, it's going to be the Phillies and the Braves in the division. Yeah. The way that it really has been like for most intended. of the last 20 years. Like unintended. Creation is an argument of the yeah. National League. <laughs> well, to you know, speak a little bit to the, to the fans thing, it's like, you know, to be perfectly fair, and I have a, I have a really close friend that is a Cubs fan. Uh, yeah, I know that's shocking, but you know, we we all we all have our crosses to bear. And Listen, right uh, now, <laughs> yeah, are, and he comes. Who is that guy? Love and love. I'm a very oh, chastened Cardinals he? fan right now. Is, is, <laughs> that team is awesome. <laughs> Paul, Paul Plus is love and life. That so, team is, is awesome. Um, you know, but the thing about it is that he he has long hounded me about Braves fans, and they are. It's not an unfair argument. Mm-hmm. We got. Too used to success, and I mean, you made the playoffs every year for like twenty years. Yeah, listen, and, and he's like, "Well, only one World Series." Like, what would you get for one World Series? Yeah. And then he shuts up, which is the right place to be. Um, but you know, the, the fact of the matter is, anything like, happened the night they won the World Series? Does anyone remember if anything happened in Athens? I uh, we've gone over that. I know. I'm just. Gonna, I think that's an episode like eight. <laughs> I know. I'm just maybe. bringing that up. Will you cut his microphone off, please? <laughs> Sorry. So, um, fortunately, I didn't live in Athens at the time, so I pretend like that game didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But, um, and Will's referring to Georgia, Florida, hung a fit, half a hundred on us. The same night the that same the Braves night. won the World same Series. Night, yeah. But so, some old retired coach is not around and not in the game anymore. So yeah, that's right. right. And that was back before Florida had baseball teams that were yeah. really yeah. significant. Well, I mean, and so all the Florida later, fans were Braves later, the fans. Marlins won the World Series. So. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, and the year after that, the, the Rays kind of cloudy showed up. Showed up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. But but yeah, I, th- I think I think we were I think we did get spoiled by the constant always being at the top of always being at the top of the National League and being in the playoffs, um, and that is why. Braves fans are so distraught over just how bad we are because we're going to lose. I, begin of the season, I think it's any way we lose hundred games. I thought there was enough talent there to be to eke out something. I think you predicted something along the, along yeah. the lines of like what uh, ninety eight, ninety eight. Yeah. I think you, I, I think it was like ninety five wins. Yeah. The bottom of the East, but I mean nine fall losses. Yeah, um, I, and I, that sounded about right, just because the yeah, but they're the, they're worse. The Phillies, the Phillies were, were were still dicey. The Marlins, and you're talking about twenty. What, well, the thing that's really East. happened too is the Nationals and Mets are really good this year. They the are. Marlins are they a lot are. better than people thought, they are. and the Phillies are a little bit better than people they thought, are. and the Braves are worse than they thought. So but, that's why that's but what. You know, was, after, after that first week when we we took the Marlins, we the Braves yeah. took the Marlins and the Mets to like the seventh or eighth inning. I thought. Wow, this is much better than I thought we'd be because we're going to pull out some of those games. It's just like, and then it fell apart. Oh, it fell apart. We're going to lose 110 games. Yeah, this is it, this, it, this has the no... look of a of a hundred and five hundred ten lost team. Oh god, and yes. that's brutal, man. Like it's a brutal thing. Even if you well, go, the, the, the modern records one nineteen. Uh, right? the, the, yeah, the Tigers. I think were one sixteen or one sixteen. Yeah, I don't have the number in front of me. I mean, they things, go on a losing streak. They could things could go wrong. Right. Oh yeah, everything's yeah. a losing streak, Scott. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and but and then, listen, no matter what, you know, no matter what. You're building to the future. It's uh, brutal it's to terrible. lose that many games. That it's game. so hard on the players and, and the I get organization. That. Pretty much the last year at a stadium, and there's this big transition period. Everybody gets that, and I understand it, and I understand why people are frustrated. And they're going to write. You don't want to watch your team, you know, lose that much, and they're losing a ton. But this is being done for a reason. It's being done for the right reasons. The Braves are not lost. I would so like if I think of teams in that division even that I would rather be down the line. The, uh, the Phillies, maybe. The Mets, maybe. Nah, Wuban has no money. Yeah, I know, but there's so much young pitching that the Mets, maybe. And Alderson's a very smart guy. So, But de- not the Nationals and definitely not the Marlins. And I look at I even look in the, the right, like, look at those six teams. Of those six teams we talked about that are all trying to lose. Yeah. Brewers, Reds, Padres, Rockies, uh, Braves, Phillies. I might put Phillies at one just because they've got money that the Braves don't. And they've got a little young talent that the Braves don't right now. But I might put the Braves number two. But they have Ryan Howard's contract. It expires after this year. Yeah. So, so Braves fans, go back and look at the 2014 Houston Astros and 2013 Kansas City Royals reigning World Series champion. Yeah. Or look at the 2012 Cubs. Look at the Cubs Cubs, until every year before last year. Yeah. That's, that's why everyone like that is why everybody's that's looking doing at this. That's, that's right. why that's, that's why everybody's right. doing And then Freddie Gonzalez will get fired and then he'll get hired as a high school football coach. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Clark Central. Damn. <laughs> Damn. You got real up in here, y'all. Okay, so we have now finished up oh, almost yeah, we did. About podcast. We did. So are we calling this the end of season one? We'll move yes. to yes. Uh, let's do that. So just in, let's in do terms we'll understand. So Will and I talked about this. We didn't talk about this a specific thing. So was this our bleach season? We're moving to Nevermind? This is our bleach season. Row? This is our bleach season. No, this is our bleach season. So we're I moving think, to Nevermind. Yeah. We've got to be more polished next year. Exactly. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna get a, a We're gonna get a sponsor. I'll let you, yeah, that's, um, no, that's, that's not, that's not acceptable. <laughs> uh, Dave Grohl's fine with that, but, um, there's a, sh- there was a, sh- we're going to make sheen. t-shirts. Yeah. There'll be a sheen on the next podcast. I know season. stickers to put on the back of people's forerunners and stuff. 
Like a circle sticker. If we're gonna do it like if we're gonna keep the Nirvana Nirvana analogy going, they go on our guitars. Yeah, we go on our guitars. But Kurt, Kurt Cobain had, not that we care. Yeah, and Kurt Cobain had one sticker on his guitar, and it said, and I quote, "This is not something I would ever ever endorse." His his sticker said, "Happiness is a rock in a cop's face." So we will not be doing that as our sticker. I do not endorse that idea one way. I know when I, we went the weed thing and the crazy. Yeah, this is just to be very silence. clear. I love. I lo- I Are we sure we force. haven't gone in your room no, already? I support <laughs> our police force. I support our police force, and I am uh, so, absolutely uh, in, in, in support of our police force. Well, great first season, lads. That was awesome. By the way, shout out to Leicester City. If you don't care about EPL, it's something I've, I've recently come to. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I've come to join. And uh, it took Arsenal choking again, but. Um, yeah, well, that's a very Arsenal way to look at yes. it. Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. If you don't know, Will, Will's an Arsenal fan. And. They, they, they could have done it this year. They didn't, but and, they could have. And the very, very, look, there's no way to put it. Leicester City, 14 months ago, was the bottom. I mean, they were like the most likely team. Like the Braves? They were like the Braves. Imagine yeah. the Braves come back like and win the World Series next now. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Brave a month and a half before the season was over, they were the bottom team on the yeah. table. The bottom team. And they won this year. I mean, Leicester City is like, it would be like, <sighs> Indianapolis? Well, no. Um... It'd be like Rutgers winning the Big Ten. It'd be like... Uh, oh, no. It would be like... Vanderbilt winning the SEC? It would be I like... I feel like it's less likely than both of those things. Yeah, I think that's really? right. They were 5,001. Yeah. Bookmakers put them out at 5,001. So, so they be, were much higher odds to be relegated. Right, right. They were, so, they, were like, they were like 201 to be relegated. Georgia Southern winning the national championship? Um, I wouldn't say like, that far. More like Southern Florida win the national championship after starting the season last year, 0-5. Win it next year. There's a school called Southern Florida. South, South Florida. Well, Willie Tiger. Willie Tiger calls it Southern Florida. Um, but it'd be, no, it'd be like South Florida wins national championship, and they were zero and five. I mean, in October, they went October zero and five, ended up six and five, and played the bowl game. Imagine them going undefeated and win the national championship next year. It's, it's pretty much like that. It is. It is wild. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It is. It's not. I don't think it can quite. It is probably the most shocking. Result I've seen in, prof- in the major professional sports. In the world. And the second most shocking thing is another small market team, Tottenham, yeah, was second. second. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, they're both. I mean, Tottenham's a London team, but they're like well, the what fifth required, London team. What it required was down years from all the big guys. And to me, is very good because one of the things that people get very frustrated. People used to get very frustrated about baseball. I think sometimes people get frustrated about college football. Is every year it's Alabama and Ohio State and so on and so on. And baseball, it's always the Yankees and the Red Sox and so on. This and th- I always thought the place that had that worst was Premier League soccer. It's yeah. always Man City. It had been. It's always Man U. It's always Chelsea. And it's always Arsenal. Those are your four. Those are always your four in some sort of thing. And this year, you've got not only uh, them, but you've got uh, Tottenham up there too. That is, it's good for it's good for sports when that happens. Yeah, and then there's another uh, another team, um, Bournemouth, who is like this. I mean, the size of Augusta. Yeah. Who, and have the colors red and black. Red and black. Nice. Who, and, and I'm an Everton fan, and I, you know, that's that's just that's the team that picked me. But Bournemouth really called me because they were like they were like the fourth tier five years ago, and like relegated up every year for the it's past just four years. It's just a it's red, red and black. It's red. They're they're plucky. The problem is we actually have to wake up Sky because I think we started part of soccer and we totally <laughs> I mean, lost. Hey, I respect we totally it. Lost hey, we didn't talk about Missouri football very much. No, okay? no, so, I appreciate that. Um. Hey, did we ever find out if Texas A&M and Arkansas are playing on that first weekend like I suggested? Why do we care? Well, I just want to see if I'm right. See if Burt Belima. So, uh, so when do so when, when we shoot for the next one? When we shoot for the next um, one? I think we should do June because I'm going to Alaska in a couple for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. You have some trips and a vacation. We, we can do mid-June. 
Um, yeah, I think we could. That, um, I, I let's have, shoot for a month from now. That seems very reasonable. Let's see. Watch today. Yeah, the kid, my, actually, my kids are my kids are out of town that week, so it's we'll, awesome. We'll shoot. We'll shoot for mid June. Uh, I might bring the wife over and let her. You know, we'll have to muzzle her because she she. Um, She's Midwestern. She likes she likes colorful language. But. Yeah. Well, and we encourage everyone to make sure to know. Of course, we're back now. Like we're not yes. like we're. This is still the off season, obviously. Yes. But if you were wondering, because we had not done the show in a while, if we were going to be back for season two, absolutely, this is going to be a regular thing. We are going to be back. We'll be regular throughout <laughs> the season, uh, and uh, we'll we will be all set up. We will be all set up for... Totally wrong. Totally wrong. He looks up Texas and They play at the end of September. Which so, is not Labor Day weekend. But, but I had the conviction. Yeah. Yes, you were. Okay. So we, we will be it. regularly back, just like we were last year, doing a midweek and a post-game podcast until uh, until President-elect Trump takes over. And um, then uh, simply having your Dude. thoughts in a public Talking about having to bleep stuff, I'm going to have to bleep some of the political talk, right? It's going to be a long, long five months. God, we'll get into that later. But we we thank you for joining us uh, for our 40th. This is our 40th it's episode. Our 40th show. The yeah. last episode of season one. We will be starting season two starting in June. Did we did 40 shows. We did 40. Yeah, really? that's pretty good. good. In less than a year. Actually, just not in 10 months. And then we have one secret show that was never published. Yeah. But um, well, that, we'll put that on the we'll put that on the that'll, that'll be on the that'll be on Will that'll be on last week. Oh, well, I mean, it was never recorded. Scott screws it up. <laughs> yeah, it'll be on Will's dark internet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The dark <laughs> yeah. So make sure to listen. <laughs> make sure to listen to Will on MLB TV. Yeah, if you have MLB TV, if you have a subscription. If you're a baseball fan, you have a subscription. He'll be doing the Royals. Royals, Yankees, Yankees on game. Thursday. And then there's another game the Thursday afternoon. And he's going to be saying the word Tom Tupa. Tom Tupa. And when he Tupa. says that, you can have a warm glow come over you know, and then he's I talking say to you. It, someone better tweet at us. Oh, my God. And point it out. That's so yes. awesome. Someone yes. better do yes. that. And shout out to Jim Wood and Bernie Dog for the, uh, the questions. Oh, also, UGA Carey. Parked at my place for the for the uh, for the spring game. Yeah, she came on. She, yeah. she was our she, yeah. yeah, because Will first said like, "Hey, Scott, you can park there," and then he kind of in, in a nice in a nice well in a nice oh, no, no. text message. He kind of nudged me out like, "Hey, Scott, you coming over here to park? Because UGA Carey is going to come here and park." But I'm I'm just kidding. There was room for both. Of you. I know. I know. There I'm just kidding. We, we, y'all were y'all were over other places yeah. pop points, right? We were we were uh, behind the Lambda Chi Alpha okay. house, yeah. and they had eight foot high fences up and yeah. Yeah. band party. And I walked by, and you know, Glorious. I had a moment. So. Well, UGA Terry, uh, she did come to our tailgate. She hung out with us. Uh, she and her husband came to my wife's birthday party uh, at, at Secure and, mm-hmm. and and jammed with us in the karaoke room. Oh, that's so fun. We had a great night. We had a great night. That's good. And on that note, go hey, dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. We'll see you in the month, season two onward. Yes, see you in June. Thanks for listening. As you heard, we are counting this as the end of season one of the WSLS podcast. It's obviously been a while since we recorded a show because I even miscounted the episodes. It's number 42, not number 40. Nevertheless, we will be back in mid-June, so keep in touch and follow our show on Twitter. Our show's handle is at WSLS Podcast. Should you want to keep in touch with Will and ask him questions about football or MLB or anything else, he can be found at William F. Leach. That's W-I-L-L-I-A-M-F-L-E-I-T-C-H. Tony Waller, who has memorized the two deep for UGA's offensive line, is at Tyler Dogden. That's T-Y-L-E-R-D-A-W-G-D-E-N. 
As for me, I am also on Twitter. It's my company name, which is Jawavi Films. That's J-A-W-A-V-I Films. Coincidentally, I recently produced a quick UGA G-Day video, which you can see on YouTube, if you're interested. Or you can just search it in my timeline on Twitter, and you'll see the thumbnail as you scroll down a bit. Trust me, you can't miss it. The college football season is still about 16 weeks away, so enjoy your summer. I know the three of us will. And congratulations to all of you newly minted UGA grads and proud parents. And soon, very soon, we'll see all of you back on campus once again. Take care.